BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered, the eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. I am about to share with you what has been, for me, one of the most unforgettable guests I have ever interviewed. She is not someone whose story, once heard, you will ever forget. And it has lived in my memory for all of these many years. And hopefully, it will sear into the consciousness of all of those of you who have ever sinned against a child, and those of you who are on the brink of committing some kind of physical or sexual abuse against anyone. It's a, it's a difficult show for me to do, but um, I am doing it because I think it is very important that the message get very clear to everyone. This is a story like no other that you will ever hear. Many of the things that you hear today are disgusting and they are graphic. This small baby girl was born whole, but was not allowed to remain safe for very long because at the age of two, Trudy Chase was brutally raped by her stepfather and was continually abused until she ran away at the age of 16. But her nightmare did not end there because as a result of some of the most horrific things you could ever in your consciousness imagine, uh, Trudy Chase dealt with her pain by splitting into several different personalities. Eventually, all of those personalities, uh, which has been documented, totaled 92 distinct people living within one mind. She calls them her troops. Now, Trudy first told her story in this book, When Rabbit Howls, When Rabbit Howls. Trudy Chase underwent years of therapy, and most of that therapy was videotaped because Trudy says that she wanted others to someday be able to understand that they are not alone in their abuse, and that is why we are doing this show. And I want you to listen to Trudy and the others inside tell what they were told to never tell by the stepfather. She's not all that bad, but I get confused because 
On the one hand, something inside me says, you're awful. You are a monster. And on the other hand, I say, but God, what did I do that was so bad? Except for the one thing that I know I did three times a day. Yeah. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over that. See what I did? I didn't have any feelings about that at all. None whatsoever. None. I knew it was wrong, and I went ahead, and I did it anyway. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome Trudy Chase and the troops to the show. Um, uh, let, let's start at the beginning. It all started when you were two. Two. Mm -hmm. um, it was so hard to dredge up those memories. You know, um, I guess when we started out with Dr. Phillips, each one of us would have little flicks, mm -hmm. the troop members, and we had to share them uh, with each other. And some of us had to dig pretty deep mm -hmm. just to get even the tiniest flicks. Mm -hmm. The mind is so kind. Yeah. It's hard. It's... It, it's hard to believe that, and I know in, in the book, uh, one of the questions asks is, can child abuse do this much damage? And more. And more. Because our story, uh, unfortunately, in a manner of speaking, is small in comparison to some of the ones that we're hearing mm -hmm. about from other people. Mm -hmm. Blows you away, doesn't it? It is. You know, I, there, there are no words to describe it, so we will try. We will try to use some words to describe it to help people to understand. When you were two years old, your mother divorced your real father. She didn't really divorce him. She just moved uh, out to a farm with this, um, the man we call the stepfather. Mm -hmm. And from that day forward, we lived with him. The first contact with the stepfather was? Well, it was in the apartment um, of the father and the mother. I guess he was a friend of the father's. Mm -hmm. And he walked in one day and sat down at the kitchen table and put us on his lap. Mm -hmm. And it began. Mm -hmm. I can remember the taste of caramel candy in my mouth. And him. Mm -hmm. That was fondling. And of course, when he got So he fondled you the very first Your first yeah. memory of him is that he That's was fondling That's the first memory you. that sits in this mind. You know? And so he, he had his shirt open and the hairs. Yeah, and the hand. Um, he just kept so you were a little back. child sitting on his lap. Yeah. And you were playing with the hairs on his chest. Yeah. And he just kept leaning back. And the hand went down further and further. And um, we couldn't say the uh, word for penis, I guess, until about two years into therapy. Mm -hmm. Couldn't say the word. Couldn't figure out why. You operate in the world, and you don't know that you don't have any memory. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any memory. Couldn't remember the clothes I wore. Couldn't remember the teachers. Couldn't remember school. Didn't have a picture of the stepfather's uh, face. So 
Your very first recollection, and, and I, I'm saying it just to get to the story, of sexual intercourse was when? Um, a two in a uh, field of uh, tall grass. <laughs> uh, tall grass. Ground is, it's springtime, the ground is uh, still wet. And um, see that grass moving over your head. And uh, I don't have all of it. The others have parts of it. The other personalities. Yeah, and that, which, is, which is why multiplicity comes into place in the first place. It do you isn't. remember that, though? Is, do you remember well, the day it happened the first time? We, no, we had to, um, that's what all the therapy was for. Uh, the memory was sitting right on the surface, but nobody could really beam in on it. And uh, then it came, and we dealt with it. Uh, but you hear that rabbit howling, you know. It's the sound all victims make in therapy, I guess. We heard it in New York not too long ago. You call the book when the rabbit howls because... It's... Rabbits have no vocal cords, and when they're wounded or dying, they make this keening, wailing scream. And the funny thing is, the victims make it, too. When you're in the uh, deepest memories, the hardest ones to dredge up. Mm -hmm. the, the, those women in New York, two of them just... They, had, they put down their heads, and I thought my heart would break because there was that sound in that room, and I hadn't heard it since therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm so shook today. Whew. Well, I guess it's been a long time, you know? It's been a long time. Yeah. We have with us today Trudy Chase who, because of such horrific abuse, sexual, emotional, physical, as a child, separated into different personalities, 92 documented personalities living within one mind. We were talking about Trudy's first sexual experience, which she writes about in um, her book, When Rabbit Howls. She says he was there in the dark, lying between two rows of corn. His pants were down. He placed me atop his naked body, straddling his midsection, then lower, then something flesh-colored and curved with masses of dark, wiry hair. That was Trudy's first sexual experience at the age of two. Two. Your mother had to know this was going on. That was the hardest part to deal with, yes. A two-year-old child can't be raped and the mother not know it. No. There's some kind of evidence. Mm-hmm. But um, she repressed so much, as we found out later. Mm -hmm. Tons of things. And it, maybe in order to stay sane herself, she had to do that. Now, I don't know if we're giving her excuses or... Her mother's now dead, right? Yeah, we mm -hmm. heard about that right after the first, the hardcover book tour. Mm -hmm. Dr. Phillips came and uh, told us that he had visited on the phone and in person with some members of the family. What would happen, Trudy, when you were alone in the house? <sighs> That was the hardest um, to deal with because various ones of us had no memory of ever being alone with him, ever, ever, ever. And uh, when it started to come out, I thought I would go mad. Multiplicity keeps you sane um, under the worst conditions, but I actually thought I was going crazy. That's so interesting, and I say this with all <gasps> respect, because you, you think this is sane? Yeah. This is sane. This is sanity. Mm -hmm. I am sane. We are sane. Mm -hmm. But if it had... See, been I for think the, the idea of having be... 92 different people living inside of you would make me a little crazy. Ah. Uh, 
believe it or not, it's easy. It's easier to deal with than the abuse was. Really? Yeah. And so we have heard, those of us who, who do talk shows and read about these kinds of things, that, that you can integrate all of the personalities. And so you have never wanted to be integrated? Uh, we vehemently um, reject the idea, the option. Why? And we know that we have it. Um, because each one of us went through some pretty deep garbage. And this is our opportunity, has been our opportunity for a while, to explore each other. There are a lot of things we can do out there in this world. Do you know... Do you feel like you lost whoever you would have been the day, that day you were raped at two years old? Well, she is no more. No more. He was not a kind man. He um, took kind of a gleeful pleasure in what he did. Mm -hmm. The worst of what he did, he took the most pleasure in it. And what were some of the things that he did, Trudy? Um, I remember standing at the bottom of the staircase, and there was a door that shut it off from the rest of the house. The half-brother slept up there. You stand at the bottom of the staircase, the door is shut, and you hear the step, the half-brother being uh, sodomized, uh, beaten. And you hear his screams, and you hear the thwack of that belt. And this was so hard to accept about ourselves. But when you hear those sounds, you want them to go on and on and on forever, because you know that when they stop, it will be your turn. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. OK, you have to face those things about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I guess we forgive us because we were so little, you know. Um, but it's not nice. But he would come downstairs then, and he would look as though he'd had the best time in the world. So these were his own children. You were a stepchild. That's right. So he sodomized, raped, and had sex with the other children. Uh, we know at least about two of them. Mm -hmm. you, you recall an incident in um, When Rabbit Howls. You say... One night, you overheard your mother and father talking, which confirmed the fact that your mother knew what he was doing to you. And your mother said, well, if you weren't after her all the time, she wouldn't know anything about that, would she? Yeah. And Isn't it funny? That stuck in the mind all those years. Never went away. Because we knew that told us. She knew. She knew. Your mother's supposed to love you. I guess that's why it was so hard. Because your mother said she's in there playing with herself. Yeah. So she knew. And so being robbed of your sense of security from, and protection from your stepfather, what did it make you all feel like to know that there was no safety with your mother either? Lower than low. Um, you know the expression, um, a face only a mother could love? Well, here was a kid only a mother could love, and she didn't. She didn't. Or at least that she never hugged you. I think we were 13 before she really hugged us for the first time, and that was in front of a neighbor. See, you weren't supposed to talk about anything that went on inside the family. And I think she was trying to give that neighbor woman the impression that the house was normal. Well, if that's normal, I don't want any part of it. It was hard uh, having a child of our own mm -hmm. to look at her in a normal way. That was the thing we struggled so hard with.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I know no other word for it, although I've used it already in this show horror of child abuse. There's not a child in this country who experiences it, who does not somehow come out of it changed forever. It robs you of all your innocence. Some of us are luckier than others. For Trudy Chase, it was, it caused her to split into what has been documented as multiple personalities. You know, you know when I see, you know, my godchildren and children who, who are growing up in, in a, quote, normal home, the, the, the joy that I see in their faces, I know, comes from that feeling of safety. Yes. I'm going to be protected no matter... Trust. And trust, no mm -hmm. matter what. But for you, even as a child, going to the bathroom wasn't safe. There was nowhere to hide, was there? No. Th th that's the most horrifying part of all. And I think you search your whole life afterward just for a safe place, somewhere where you can think your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. We always had the feeling that the mother was peering inside mm -hmm. this head, mm -hmm. uh, censoring, uh, inspecting. She mm -hmm. inspected the mail. She inspected you. We still have a lot of... Uh, was your stepfather always hiding someplace? In yeah, the house? behind the door, um, in another room, in the dark next to you. In, in the, the outhouse? Yeah. Um, Never told that to anybody for a long, long time. It seems so degrading to know that a bodily function that should be so normal could uh, excite him. Um, to see that there were slats in the walls and to see that dark shape move away from the openings in the wall. And you knew what mm -hmm. he'd been doing. So he would watch you go to the bathroom and... Yeah. Your stepfather was um, a strange and perverted man, and I'm going to say this because this is, it happens. Uh, it happened to Trudy. Not only had sex with you, but had sex with the other children and had sex with the animals in the barn and at times not only forced you to watch, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh... It is hard to perceive a mind like that. But when we talked to Dr. Phillips, he gave us some clues and some of our own memories that came up uh, provided the rest. I think one of the strange things, if I may stop you here, is that because he was abusing the animals sexually too, that after the abuse of the animals, he would kill the animals so that people would notice the animals sniffing right. after him and and the children. Is that true? Yeah. Um, we were this playing out in the yard still... one day and found the skeleton. Mm -hmm. um, couldn't figure out why anybody would do that. But we're not alone out there. There are more children than us living under the same conditions. And Similar. 
you call the Bookwin rabbit howls because what would he do that was so mean to the animals? Um, he starved one of the dogs to death. We couldn't figure out why he wasn't feeding that dog. Um, this was a big dog. I think it was a Great Dane or some kind of mix. And he would just tie it at the end of a chain and let it uh, kind of guard the path to the hedge, to the orchard. There was escape. If you could get to the orchard, you could run like hell and you were safe. Um, he didn't give it anything to eat. We used to go and throw it a bone, but you didn't dare get too close to it because it barked all the time. I couldn't believe anybody would do that. When the memories come, they're so unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Who remembers the most? We all share um, different ones, remember different sections. Black Catherine, I think, remembers an awful lot. She is the one who is the most filled with rage. And when she first came out, we, nobody wanted to know her. But in order to know one, you have to know all. And so we had to inspect ourselves and the memories. Who holds the pain? Rabbit. At first, we didn't understand what her purpose was. She was so small. And somebody said, how do you put the fur and the skin back on Rabbit? It's as though she was stripped of everything. So she remembers a lot. Sounds weird, doesn't it? But what does she remember the most? Uh, him just being unforgivably cruel and taunting. Um, he never really said anything nice to you. It was. Uh, you fat cow, no one is ever going to believe a word you say, so my best advice to you is don't say anything. So we didn't. We never told a soul. Never told anybody. Nobody would have listened, and back then, I think uh, we were the ones who would have been locked up if we had told. People would have said, this simply cannot be. But it can, and it was. When did you realize you were not living alone um, with who you thought you were? <laughs> heard a voice one day, a tiny little voice, a child's voice, excuse me, calling out um, the name. And uh, um, she, just calling the name. And I said to myself, my God, I know that I talk to myself, but I'm hearing this voice. What, what is this? And then that stopped, thank God. But shortly after that, like you woke up one morning and in the bedroom, it was all gritty and gray. And you looked around and they were all there. Except the mind is so kind to you, it only, it gave you the impression of there being only seven. And as we went on in therapy and you realized that the number was grow, 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 growing, um, you said, boy, I must really be crazy. You know, I've got to be a Looney Tune. But there was Dr. Phillips, and thank God he said, this is normal for you. You are, no, excuse me, you are normal within your frame of reference. It was like a blessing, and I don't mean to shout, I'm sorry. I don't, ooh, it was a blessing. You are normal within your frame of reference, okay? I'm fine. One thing that has remained in my mind since I first interviewed you 
um, back in 1982 in Baltimore. It's a story of being, I think it was thrown into a pit and the snakes. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to cause you this. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay. okay. We just don't like them today. You know, when we go to the pet store, our daughter, um, she goes in first to check the place out and to make find sure out. Yeah, make sure. No right. Well, if they're there, she just doesn't let us go around the corner. Mm -hmm. Because? Um, because we can't look at them. Well, you know, nobody likes them. I mean, some people do, but we don't like them. Do you mind um, telling us about what happened that day? I can't because... Uh, Oh. oh, he uh, put you in the thing and hung you down there. Um, it came to us one day where he got them all from. He collected them in a wicker basket. See what I mean about gleeful? He was gleeful that day. He was having a good time, you know? Yeah, a good time. Just threw them on top of you. On top of you. You didn't know where they were, and so it scared you. He threw the snakes. Oh, yes, on top of you. Just throw, throw them down. It was like rain. It was like rain. It was like rain. Oh. And how old were you then? Oh, I don't know. Little. He wanted to make sure that we would continue to play the game. And so he threw the snakes on top of you to make sure that you didn't tell anyone. Right. Because if you did tell, there would be something worse. He didn't know what it was going to be, but what could be worse than that, you know? Mm. Who experienced <laughs> that? Because by then, were you other people? We were a lot of us there. There were a lot of people. Somebody, oh, one of the selves, uh, didn't make it out of the well that day. The zombie uh, made it out of the well. A brand new person. Mm -hmm. I guess that was uh, normal for us, that somebody would die that day. Was there no one to tell? Was there no uh, one? Was there not anyone? We used to look at a teacher in school and think, wow, she's so nice but she's so clean, and if we t tell her, she will see how dirty we are. Dirty, dirty, dirty. We used to take all those damn baths every single day. Spend a lot of money on bath oil, you know. <laughs> Get clean, scrub. And that was your way, the troop's way, of <coughs> demonstrating love, because didn't you go to spend a, a week with your father at one time? Yeah, we used to get to uh, spend two weeks in the summer with, with the father. Your Real natural father. father. Right. And at that time, you were, I, I forgot how old you were, but sleeping with your father and tried to right. fondle your own father. Right, because, because that was an expression, supposedly, of um, we thought it would make him happy. And we loved the father and wanted small children just to have this one little trough of reasoning. They don't I understand. see the gray shades. I understand. And this is yet uh, another one of the ramifications of, of sexual abuse. Exactly. Because in my own life, I, I think I'm all one person, but 
I mean, I remember after being sexually abused, being very sexually promiscuous and blaming myself for the promiscuity right. as a young teenage girl right. and never understanding that it was all because I was raped when I was nine. Right. That, that, that is then how you think you express yeah, love that... to people and seek love from people that way. And it's so untrue. And what happens is, is the adults say, you're just fast. Sure, you're, you're blowing, easy. Yeah, you're easy and so forth. And what I've learned from that experience is when I see these young girls who are 12 and 13 years old being promiscuous, in many cases I would suspect that there has been some kind of sexual abuse taking place. You... Because how else does a 12-year-old learn about it? We're talking to Trudy Chase, and we've stated before that the stepfather who did all of these things to you is still alive, doing very well. He was contacted, I think, by someone um, from the Washington Post when your book first came out and asked about your story. He said it was all a bunch of bull. Uh, your, some other family members, however, were contacted, your half-brother, half-sisters, who do say that these things went on in, in the home. So you would never expect, I would never expect him to, to ever come forward and say, yes, I did this. Less than 5%, they say, of all abusers ever admit that they did anything. Mm-hmm. What, wh do you all want to, want to confront him? Prior to going into therapy, uh, the deepest desire here was to get a gun and kill him, blow him away immediately. And then as therapy went on, it got worse because we were really dredging things up. Mm. The memories were coming back. And you looked around you at the chaos that your life was in and you knew why it was in chaos. And you just wanted to see him dead as a doornail. And now I think probably at last we have some kind of relief from that. Uh, yeah, I don't ever want to see his face. And so you have managed, although you're still all of these different people inside, and we're going to have the therapist explain to us how that is. I guess it's like, um, anyway, I'll talk to him about that. But you are all these people inside, and all of you have managed to agree on certain things. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you managed to agree to marry one guy. It was amazing. Um, we all made the same mistake. <laughs> oh. Does everybody know everybody else now? No, not really. We have what they call, um, what we call shadow troops, and some of them are so damaged that they kind of stay back in the shadows, and they don't give their names. They don't come out. It's only lately that we're getting shreds and pieces from each one of them. I'm curious about this. I never asked you this before, but did you see the movie Sybil? We saw the movie Sybil, um, a number of years into therapy. Okay, Dr. Phillips I... said, don't read the book and don't see the movie yet. Mm -hmm. Because I've wondered if when you, thinking you were one person, looked at that movie Sybil, would that trigger that maybe that's me? No. The book is doing that for people. Mm -hmm. Reading the book won't make you multiple if you're not. It won't make you a victim if you're not. Right. But it will give you a sense of recognition of why you are the way you are. 
The therapist who spent six years discovering the 92 lives that existed inside Trudy Chase is Dr. Robert Phillips, Jr. He has counseled survivors of sexual abuse as well as abusers over the past 20 years. We're glad to have you join us. I haven't seen you Thank for... You. For a long time. Yeah, a long time, 82. One of the questions that uh, comes up in this book, uh, when Rabbit House, Trudy's book, um, can child abuse really do this much damage? It can do this much damage and more. I've worked with hundreds of adult men and women and the tragedy in lives, the, the uh, uh, various kinds of emotional problems, the aftermath is just horrendous. And so many people, but they, they, the thing is that people can be healed from this. Who splits and who doesn't? I mean, why do some people split and other people grow, grow up to be mass murderers? We're not sure. We're not sure. It seems to be something about the brain, something about the human mind, which allows this very creative process to come in and to help defend a person. It usually is someone who is abused very, very young, so before personality is formed, oh. and it goes on for a pretty long time. It's, it's, uh, so you're not set enough in your own personality. So no. the chances of splitting when are, are much greater the younger you are, the younger you are and the more and severe the, the abuse is. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, because, say, if you're, if you're 9 or 10 years old, as I was, your personality is already really set. It's pretty mm -hmm. set. And when, when you're so young, everything is overwhelming. The whole world yeah. is overwhelming. And something like this just overloads, so uh, the person cannot, cannot stay there but, and take it. Well, Trudy's been saying um, that, you know, the, the mind saves you from yourself. Yes. It really is. And I, you know, may, a lot of people may not see this this way, but it's it's almost like grace. It's like it's like the grace of God coming in to try to save you from yourself. In fact, I really don't like calling it a dysfunction mm -hmm. because it's the most functional way to help a child survive. Mm -hmm. uh, a child. You all are all nodding up there. Yeah. A child does not yeah. die, but is able to survive and goes on. And many many people who are multiple function quite well. I've worked with with a man who's a lawyer. I've worked with people who are professionals, counselors, medical doctors. They are able to go on and live life. What I've never been able to understand is why then, if you split, doesn't that one split person just sort of stay? You split, somebody else comes to take the pain. Why do you have to split into well, 10, 20? The answer is, very often, the child is being replaced by another child. And that the new experiences are overwhelming for them. So someone has to come in as, in a sense, a relief troop member. Is it your mind just sort of playing tricks on you? It isn't playing tricks. It's, it isn't. It's, when I've gotten to know these people, I get to know separate individuals. And there's very often no crossover until we begin the communication process. I asked you this question 10 years ago, and I have to ask it for all the people who are hearing about this for the first time. Is it like? We have, those of us who are, quote, one normal integrated personality, an angry side, uh, a calm side, a peaceful side, a happy side. And what she has, what Trudy has, is all these different people who represent those things. In a way, all of us dissociate. All of us detach from reality, detach from what's going on, detach from emotions. What happens in multiplicity is the other end of the continuum, where these uh, responses to experiences split off totally. So there is someone who's more angry, maybe well, totally angry. This is what I want to know, and I say, as I said this with all due respect, if this isn't crazy, then what is? Well, it's functional. 
this helps someone survive. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that probably all of us know people who are multiple and we don't know that they're multiple. They function. There are some people, of course, who are where the multiplicity is dysfunctional. They're having lots of problems. Mm -hmm. But there are many people who are able to function. In fact, m many, many people are highly functioning. And isn't it true, though, though, if you have all these multiples, one can do something that the other one doesn't yes. do? Sure. Yes. Doesn't know about? And that's why one of the goals of therapy is to get the communication system going. So, so one of them could be angry with me, sit up here, slap me, but the right. other one doesn't know about it. Right. So the other so one then, come out and offer you tea yes. or something. Yes, I've gone to airports and, and I've, <laughs> I've gone to an airport with someone who knew what they were doing and suddenly turned around and, and had a child with me. So then you, are, you can be driving on a road, somebody else come in and you not... Right. Yeah. You but get what lost. happens? You leave is... the groceries that you just bought in the grocery store. For instance, and I'm trying. I want to get to introducing Trudy's daughter. But for instance, here today, did we? Did I? Did we all just see one person, or were there several others being represented? I don't know. I've only got mine. A little piece. You're yes. So. You yes. saw some others. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you? They saw some too. I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> I want to introduce Trudy Chase's daughter, Carrie, which means that you can go on and lead a, quote, normal life, have children. What's it like living with a mother who... who mothers, people, friends, um, relatives? <laughs> well, we're more like best friends. Really? Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, it, it, we now have, you are. Yes, because I didn't get to live with her as a child. Uh -huh. I was in my father's custody. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I only know her as a mother. I don't know anyone else as a mother. This is what I know. And this is what I'm used to. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. I come home from school. I don't know who I'm coming home to. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, always interesting. Always interesting. I want to thank you all for coming. And I said in the beginning of this show that what you would hear would hopefully um, share into consciousness of those who abused a child. We spoke frankly on this show today about the atrocities that happened to Trudy for a reason, for it is the children, the children, who are being abused right now, one every two seconds, every two seconds, that are so afraid to speak, who think that they are alone in the atrocities that they are right now enduring. It is to those children that we have dedicated this show. And anybody who's experiencing it, I say, tell. Tell somebody, tell somebody, and if they don't believe you, keep talking. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. 
For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.